Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Theme tune. Hello and welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr. Newbie. Before we make a start on your emails, and have a bit of a chat, let's have a recap of what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week in the bull with the world's rudest man, Justin Elliott. If he hates Ambridge and everyone in it so much, why doesn't he just bog off out of it? Lillian doesn't seem to be getting much out of him. And he's so dull now she's not skipping in and out of the herbaceous borders in her undercrackers. No one would miss him. Talking of the bull, I am so sick of the Bulls' Valentine celebrations, I am thinking of phoning in a bomb threat. Why can they not do what everyone else does? Serve exactly the same food they have served for the last five years, but put hearts on the menu, a pink carnation on the table, and charge 15 quid a head more. Then sheepish couples can come in, grin foolishly at each other, struggle to think of things to say, and go home and have awkward and uncomfortable exhibition sex before the cat rescues the situation by vomiting under the chest of drawers. Sadly, however, the bull was determined to be different. It is the bull's determination to be different rather than, you know, good that has led it to be limping along on the verge of bankruptcy for years now. But off we went again. This time it's because Susan and her new gay best friend Ian proposed (laughs) speed liking. Speed friending. No idea. The whole concept was getting to know people you didn't know before, talking to them a little bit, asking them about themselves, and if you liked them and they liked you, then having a drink with them. That is called going to the pub. Well, it is called going to a normal pub anyway, not the antisocial echoing gloom pit that the bull has become. Only Kenton and Jolene would regard this as a staggeringly earth-shattering concept. Adam asked Susan over for the evening and Ian reacted at first as if he'd bought pubic lice into the house, which probably wouldn't be the first time anyway. Ian, oddly for someone in catering, then seemed extremely surprised that Susan should expect either a drink or dinner or to arrive at some point during the evening. There does seem to be a sort of etiquette gap in Ambridge at the moment, maybe because of the lockdown that everyone else had and they didn't. None of them went into the outside world at all for two years. So they sort of forgot how normal people behaved. If someone offers to buy you a takeaway, you grab the bag off them and slope off snarling to eat it on your own. You ask someone round, then just sit and stare at them in silence rather than offering them refreshment. Maybe sniff their bottoms or something. They're probably all wearing animal skins and the scriptwriters just haven't mentioned it. Adam asked why he and Ian had not got to know Susan better. Well, I can answer that for you in a super quick flash, Adam. Two reasons. One, snobbery, and the fact that your mother spends her entire time sniggering at 
and complaining about Susan and the fact that her alky daughter has hauled the Horobin taint into the noblest scutcheon of the Aldridges and its tangled web of abandoned children, affairs and unhappy marriages. And two, your friendship with Helen Archer, who also never misses a trick to sneer at Susan and her ever so humorous ability to work her arse off to make your bloody cheese. As Helen frequently refers to Adam as her best friend when she's forgotten about Krusty, it will be interesting to find out how she copes with being usurped for a dairy maid with slippy vowels. There was a point to Solero. Hurrah! The point is that he has made Phoebe an offer she doesn't understand to become head of business development at a startup that looks after little tiny teeny bits of seaweed. And she can't do it in Ambridge because there is no sea, so she has to go to the highlands of Scotland. Frinton would be nearer, or South End, but maybe it is special sort of seaweed. She seemed a bit sketchy on the details, to be honest, so we won't press her on them. If there's a slightest chance, she might leave so that Krusty can take over the rewilderating, as she would be so much better at it. Krusty would have all the cows picking up litter before they knew where they were, and it will also leave Krusty open to have some rex sex, as long as she gets there before Pip. Also... Head of business development at startup means sod all, as there's no structure anyway, just a group of slightly hysterical people with the shining eyes of the evangelist wanging on about IPO while balancing their laptops on their knees in someone's mother's back bedroom, or possibly by the side of a rock pool, in Phoebe's case. But it impressed Roy, which is the main thing. Mind you, stairs impress Roy, so that's not saying much. Anyway, talking of rock pools and shingle, that's what Chris has got. He's got a nasty case of rock pools and gave it to poor little Martha as if she didn't have enough to contend with. However, this did give Jennifer a chance to actually do the right thing for once and not dive in with both feet saying, yes, don't worry, Alice. You relax, have a drink and I'll look after your baby until I send it off to boarding school. It also gave Amy a chance to hurry off into the phone box on the green, twizzle round and re-emerge as super Amy and save the day again. But the hero of this week for me was Brian from his ill-concealed efforts to conceal how staggily... Oh, that's wrong. From his ill-concealed efforts to pretend he was not relieved that, that Chris was not going to milk him for every penny he had. Always glad to see you, Chris. Thanks for being so reasonable, old chap. <laughs> to being Saki McSaki pants about the misadventures at Brookfield. Ooh, lemon drizzle all round. <laughs> to getting fed up with Justin's misanthropy in the pub and just wandering off and leaving him talking to himself. To managing to get through an entire dinner with Alice without getting a bowl of pasta emptied over his head. I was totally team Brian this week. Jenny did not have to say, oh, Brian, once, and neither did I. The end. <laughs> well done, because I think you probably only wrote that about 10 minutes ago, <laughs> having, having only just listened to all the archers. That was pretty amazing, Lucy. You got, all the, you got all the episodes in. <laughs> In the right order and remembered some things that happened in them. I know. Get the hang of this shit. I am. Lucy has been away for the week, so <laughs> that is amazing. Well done. <laughs> and you wrote a script for the show. I did. Yes, I've been a very good girl uh, this week. But it was. But I was. I was sorry for you this week because you couldn't listen to the Archers this week. But it, you could today, obviously. But it was a really good week, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah, it was, I really it loved it. The, I mean, the Susan, Adam, Ian. That was. Why has that never happened before? Because that was just magic. Yeah, it was really good. It was, uh, I still find um, Adam quite difficult to believe in as someone that likes women at all. (laughs) But (laughs) when he did say, oh, well, Ian's got to work tonight, so why don't you come over to mine, Susan? 
I it, I couldn't. It just I just wasn't surprised that Susan went. Uh, oh, no, you're um, all right. It's all. <laughs> yeah, it was just the way he. he yeah. Because he can never say anything in a natural yes. voice. Yes. Everything yeah. comes with implications. He makes everything sound as if he's about to slit your throat and put you in a bin bag, doesn't he? That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Or, or or do some weird sex act on you. Yes. So yes. It, it it was, but 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 I suppose that's what then when everything is warm and fuzzy that's what makes it so adorable yeah because actually when adam you know very occasionally laughs in a sort of normal way yeah not in a sort of evil super villain <laughs> way it just makes it all the warmer doesn't it yeah um and I, yeah and it was brilliant yeah i really enjoyed that and i enjoyed um i don't believe it about Derek fletcher and gene Harvey, but anyway, that's... I've known that for years, Lucy. Have you? Yeah, God, yeah. Well, it's not... Surprise, Susan didn't know that. Well, it's none of our business anyway, is it? But I like the fact, because Ian, you can can see that he's... But again, do you know what? Having a little insight into Ian and Adam's relationship, Mm. because because I think we've both always found it a bit unbelievable, those two. The chemistry between them is not huge is it sometimes so I think when you do get an insight into them having a laugh you it's then you're like oh yes okay I can see Mm. now what they might talk about at dinner yeah yes everyone else clearly yeah and who they're sleeping with (laughs) um so in that way it's a surprise they haven't been paired off with Susan before yeah um, but I think it. I think uh, I, I think there is a. They're always taking the piss in the monologue. I think there is a serious thing about the fact that the archers have always looked down on Susan. Yeah, and the Aldridges, yeah. especially, especially Helen. Especially. Uh, yeah, the Aldridges, and well, because she was sort of thrust upon them, wasn't she, in terms of the marriage? Um, but you know, and and the Bridge Farm archers as well, finding her kind of hugely amusing. And Ian and Adam's only sort of reference for Susan has been around that, really. And um, you're right to to bring back the fact that Helen is supposed to be Adam's best mm. friend, and you can see that they you can just imagine those two sniggering about yeah. Susan. Well, she lot. has. I mean, we've heard her do it, haven't we? We've heard, you know, she's always doing. Yeah, but yeah. Her family are. Yeah. But but then in the past few years things have changed for the Aldridges because they have now because of Alice all become closer Mm -hmm. and so and I think you know Jenny has to stop has stopped being snobby about Susan because she realizes she sort of needs her and relies on her and even Brian said didn't he about Chris this week he said to Chris you know like you know now now that because actually remember only a couple of years ago Chris was a different actor yeah I'd forgot uh, this week. I suddenly remembered that this is new Chris. Yeah. We used to talk about him as new Chris. New Chris and new Tom came about the yeah. same time, didn't they? Yeah. But now I can't even remember what old Chris. Something about like. you. Something about you, Chris. You've just really changed over the last few years. It's because I'm a completely different man, Brian. Oh, that might be it. Oh, God. <laughs> you just sound so suave and sophisticated these days, Chris. Um, yes, but I really enjoyed that. There was just a really good, good energy about this week. Some really yeah. good bants yeah and and it wasn't yeah it was it was funny wasn't it and it, i it, love it was a curry week uh, it was a curry week and i loved uh, well it was a kerry week as well which always is oh, all right okay. oh, if that's a, why if it's a kerry week it's a curry week <laughs> but i always uh and i just loved kate getting it totally oh, wrong about totally. phoebe and 
you know. Well, Kate is a Leonard I character. Do actually, I do actually know what, what's <laughs> up with Phoebe. And then when she was so surprised that Phoebe had remembered her own father's birthday. Yeah, went, well, I think he probably would like you to... See, um, because he's going to be 43, 44, yeah. whatever. Because he's... <laughs> Oh, you've got a new present. Oh, I thought she was going to say, can it be from me? I know I was waiting for that as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> she just is a joy she every time she cannot help herself. Mouth. She's just brilliant. <laughs> and of course it was because, but actually, do you know what? Right from the beginning, I was like, oh, of course he's not her boyfriend. Yeah. He's going to offer, he's, he's offering her a job because that's why they had all that, you know, Phoebe having a crisis of confidence at the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it'll be a yeah. a job yeah. and take her away from Kate. Yeah, and I also and really like Phoebe. I've actually got you've got a sister. <laughs> I mean, I don't see her, and she's twenty one this week. But um, it's nice to be reminded of that occasionally, is it? Yeah, let's send her a text. Hi, Nolly. What's her name I'm again? Kate. It's um, yeah. it's, a... it's Kate. Brackets your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Alice did that though when she phoned Chris. She went, "Hi, Chris, oh, yes. it's Alice." No, she went, "It's me. It's Alice. Uh, <laughs> your wife. Your wife. <laughs> no, your wife. The mother of your, your child. She wants sort of blonde hair, boots. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and then, and then, and then, um, Amy went, "Oh, um, hi, it's Amy." Oh, it's, you know, like, it was just like they spent about half half the conversation explaining who they were. I was like, There's only the three of us here, but this we, is like a can... cocktail party where no one knows anybody. <laughs> it was. Uh, no, but, yeah, Kate is. I, I love the fact that she just also just slipped Nolatando into yes. the conversation. Yes. Um, oh, bollocks. What was I going to say? It was something about Kate uh, that I enjoyed very much. Ah! Pooh! Can't remember. Oh, you've got to remember. It's gone. Um, any, any Kate. Kate content is great content. <laughs> so, oh, I know what it was. Yeah. It was the fact that Kate was so hopeful that Phoebe was gay. Because you know everybody... And then, like, the second... Oh, you're not gay, okay. But but he is a minority, though, is he? Because, you know, that would also... We really need to boost the gene pool in this family, you know, let's... In fact, this week, Kate really reminded me of what my mum was like. Oh, really? Because my mum was desperate for one of us to be gay. Oh, so... You know, yeah, so she could, like, brag to her friends yes, that she so she had... could be the cool mother that was fine about yeah, her daughters being exactly. gay. Exactly, she kept pressing me when uh, when we discovered my brother wasn't gay then she was like <laughs> pressing me on my sister who'd gone to university and had got a new best friend who happened to be a girl and 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 um and my sister's friend sent chloe a compilation tape or something my mum discovered it and it had hearts all over it she was like darling i'm pretty sure they're in love with each other and i was like oh i don't know because i think chloe's got a boyfriend no darling no this is different <laughs> Yeah, okay. But, you know, she's just so so desperate for there to be a romance, you know, a drama. Because you know I, I wouldn't mind, moment. darling. You know I wouldn't yeah. mind. And you can tell me. I would tell you, but I am not. Yes, there is literally nothing to tell. <laughs> darling, don't study too hard. Honestly, you really should be having more sex. Okay, okay, whatever. I don't want to hear. Why so much pressure to not to just you know it's too much pressure and phoebe is like that isn't she with kate they've got a good um sappy uh, yes uh, eddie relationship yeah definitely 
And I, yeah, just, and Phoebe, I loved Phoebe this week. Every self, so when she was like with Kate, she was like 44. And then with, <laughs> with Roy, when he was like, oh, actually, it is, people do change jobs. And she was like, you didn't. Yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. It's so, so wounding to. You live yeah, in the actually, same people, house you, know, you have always people, lived yeah, in. People change jobs, you didn't. <laughs> Did to be fair to Roy, yes, Roy from Lower Locksley, he had a full time job as a racist and now he's a, he's a hotel <laughs> yeah. manager, yeah. Um, yes, with a brief hiatus in which he shagged the lady of the manor and got fired, so yes, it's been an <laughs> and, illustrious. And career. should I play my should I play my clip of him being Kermit? Oh, yes, or turning into a robot or a duck? Yeah, I think probably I know more about quantum physics, and that's pretty much nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <It's amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again, is it the noise at the start? No, it's the end. He goes, I think I pretty much know more about quantum physics than I do. Ha, ha, ha. But there's a funny noise right at the start as well. Yeah, he does another, ah. Hang on, I'll play it again. Hang on. She has got it wrong. Uh, but we have to go through all this. It is about Sunil, but not in the way that she thinks. Sorry, everybody, just talk amongst yourselves. Because I did that go back 30. Sunil and a friend of his, man's, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. They've got this great This eco great startup. eco startup. I think probably <laughs> I know more about quantum physics and that's pretty much nothing. It's a bit of a double whammy there. He starts off with <laughs> and then it's like a motor horn and then goes I think I know more about quantum physics than I do about quantum. He's either I think maybe he's being voiced by AI. Because he's turning a bit more sort of Robot-y sometimes, he is. isn't it? <laughs> One of my favourite sound effects ever was when Kenton was having a really serious chat with some. I think it was David, in the in the in the bull, and Kenton was pulling his pint at the same time. And as the conversation went on, the 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 beer pump made this <laughs> noise, <laughs> and it sounded like either someone. Letting in the sort of fart that you let out when you're allowed out of departures in the airport. Oh, and you've been depart. holding it in for that long. Um, or like a slowly deflating bike pump sort of thing. But it was like... Hmm. You all right, David? Was that the uh, curry that Jolene's ex cooked up? Um, I liked uh, Susan's confession to fancying David in the passion. That was so yes! good. How could I anybody have fa- I mean, how could anybody fancy David Archer anyway? I do not know that. That is very strange. Yeah, she weird. liked his master. And I'm not commenting on that at all. But <laughs> um, how? Yes, but the, when he was King Herod, I mean, that was like. You, she she liked his dirty play, didn't she? Yeah. His sort of like, you know, evil mascara and all that. <laughs> no, I, do, I really loved that. I loved their their confessions. Because actually that was quite... Um, uh, well, it was believable, wasn't yeah. it? Because especially when Adam was like, oh God, it's so embarrassing, but Alistair and his scrubs. Well, when he said Alistair and scrubs, I immediately was trying to work out, check that they weren't related in some way. Because I always assume that everybody in Ambridge is related to everybody else, but they're not. Who was Ian's again? Oh, Lee. Lee. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. And I <laughs> thought, that's also a bit friend. odd, your best friend. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, karate, Lee. 
<laughs> I love it when Susan goes giggly and yeah. a bit, little bit drunk. No, but oh, that was that was another sound effect scene, wasn't it? The awkward pouring of the wine. Yeah. And and Adam poured two bottles of wine yeah. into two glasses. It went on <laughs> for hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I like. Oh, Susan. you're staying for dinner. <laughs> Uh, well, isn't, didn't he ask me to... Okay, it's slightly awkward. It's that awkward thing of Adam asked her to come round, but he didn't say, come for dinner or come for a drink. Yeah, or because so if actually, you invite someone for like half past eight, they assume you've had dinner and they're coming for... You, you just go but, for but a drink. But then what are you going what, for then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, you'd have to really hurry down your dinner to yeah. get out for half eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's really... Uh, it's, basically, if you ever ask anyone around and you've, you've got to be really clear and say it's a drink yeah. with peanuts if you're lucky yeah. or it's dinner, Yeah. but you can't just say come round. Yes. And if you do say that, then you should always have something in the freezer just in case. Yeah. Or you message them and say, have you eaten? Would you? Yeah. We're doing so and so. You're very welcome to join us. Or and isn't it a bit weird to invite them round and not offer them dinner anyway? Yes, totally. It's a bit rude. Invite isn't them it? round at dinner time, and then maybe they're planning Especially on just eating theirs. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've brought everything. Oh, and I brought my own dinner in a packed <laughs> lunch because I knew you were too tight to cook for me. <laughs> you, don't mind me if I eat my sandwiches in a corner here while we talk about our fantasy sex lives. <laughs> Would you like one? <laughs> my, um, my friend Ali had a third birthday party for her She's child. She's very young to be your friend. Oh, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> and... Um, she, I saw her the day after and she just looked ashen. <laughs> and I said, well, and, and I think she had, she had the class at the nursery class. So there were like 15 or 20 kids coming. And I said, oh, that's a lot. I in know. her house? Yeah. Oh my God. It was in the summer. So they could be out the garden stuff. And I said, Ali, are you all right? Did that? And she said, it was bloody awful. And I said, <laughs> what happened? And she said, I forgot to put an end time on the invitation. Oh, God. And she said her husband, who's quite a social sort of bloke, the parents turned up to either to stay with the kids or to um, pick up or drop off, whatever. Yeah. And he would offer them a glass of wine. No, you can't, just can't do it. So it turned into a massive party. Oh, and they were sort mistake. of trying to get people out at, you know, half past ten in the evening, these hysterical three-year-olds. Oh, my God. Because that is... The parents, had got, the parents had got bladdered. <laughs> yeah, but you see, that's the... Tr- you, right, never, never... You know, like, people think, oh, it's, it would be really helpful if the parents stayed. It is never it is helpful. Nev- they're much worse when the parents are much there. Much worse, because you have to cater for yeah. them. And they're getting pissed and having a brilliant time. Yeah, and also the children behave the so much more badly when exactly. the parents are there. Exactly, because you can't tell the children off if their parents no. are there. So get the parents out. You can't out. hit them ASU. or anything. Do not... Do not let the parents through the door because no. otherwise the kids aren't going to join in with any of the games. Yeah. Get And then you say, I'll see you in one and a half hours. Or yes. Whatever it is, two, yes, but you have hours. to have an end time. Yeah. You have yeah, to have yeah. three tea will be PM. then. Yeah, three till five. Tea will be then. Yeah. Presents then. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Silly games. Yeah. Pick them up. If you do not pick them up within 20 minutes, I'm putting them in the drive. <laughs> I'll just put them on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put them on the yes. circle line. You can pick them up when they come through Hammersmith. Yes, you can, and then and, that, and and do not when they come in to pick up unless you've said because you can do a thing like th- party three till five, but if you want to come at four thirty, you can have a drink. Yeah, 
Because then you get round that as well, don't you? Because then you yeah. don't have them hanging hanging around yeah. after pickup. Sort of, but you she know, just said sleeping. drop off at three. Oh, my God. So the parents oh, all went off awful. to the pub, then awful. came steaming back whenever they felt like it and picked the oh children up who were completely berserk. Awful. Anyway, she oh never, God. ever did that again. She no. said next time. So the next time she got like magicians at a village hall and she retired to a darkened room with a sponge <laughs> on her head. Because <laughs> I used to, I mean, because I used to do birthday parties every weekend, you know, when I was younger. And I did, a, I did like two on Saturday as an entertainer and then one on Sunday. And my weekends were just ruined yeah. from the, but, but I would always say no pa- please to the, to the like host i'd say please can you um encourage the parents not to be there yeah because the kids will they'll not join in they'll not have a good time because they'll just you know they'll 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 pretend to hurt their knee and then run to their yeah. mum and, and just ruin the party yeah or they'll pop balloons and you won't be allowed to tell them off I yeah mean, <laughs> honestly guys it was really fun i did some really fun stuff honestly <laughs> the kids had a great time i promise they did but you don't want any parents interfering no because otherwise you can't keep control of the kids yeah not anyway. you can't wave your shotgun around or anything <laughs> so you can't threaten the little buggers so the 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 lesson of this ladies and gentlemen is always put an end time always lay out your stall Unless in an invitation and she's such good fun but then you say what time she's expected what she is to yes. expect yes dinner drinks sake. dinner and then you go home at the alan bennett said when it gets to 10 o'clock he just starts rattling coffee cups until people <laughs> go home he starts loading the dishwasher really really loudly and then he rattles coffee cups really close to people i mean again that's a sign isn't it when your host is loading the dishwasher and yawning that is literally just a cue to go yes people don't do it no well they've all had a drink and it's they can just sit back and you're too polite to go because you're like now i'm tired because you've got you know at least 30 minutes of tidying up to do when they're gone yeah so you're getting stressed about you know, not yeah. getting to bed before three in the morning. And, yeah. you know, whereas they're like, oh, no, I've got a lion in the morning because, yeah. you know, the kids are at my exes. And you're like, well, no, it's all right for you. <laughs> Get out of my house. My friend, Obviously, I love having people around. I really enjoy losing. My friend Anne now serves the pudding and goes to bed and leaves. If she's tired, <laughs> she serves the pudding, goes to bed and leaves them making their own coffee. And then she just says, let yourselves out and goes oh, to bed. That's actually a great yeah. idea. She says, <laughs> she I've had enough. If they haven't, that's fine. But I have. Good night. <laughs> well, they could swap notes at the, um, yeah. at the Bulls Valentine's night, couldn't they? Oh. They could swap notes on... On what? when they're talk when they're talking to somebody who lives in the village that they've known all their lives. <laughs> all I their actually, lives. I actually don't think it's a bad idea. It's a because, terrible idea. No, because they're not going to be like, "Hi, how are you?" Yeah, good. They've got these set questions, haven't they? Yes. So it's gonna instead of like Sabrina and Kirsty awkwardly talking about what flip-flop size Sabrina would prefer when she's at the spa, it would be more personal than that, wouldn't it? But the, the questions that they want to ask are things like, um, what's your most embarrassing moment? Yeah. That's not what something you, you don't ne- you necessarily want to reveal, especially to yeah. somebody that you probably already had at least one stand-up row with, considering you've lived yeah. in the village with them for that long. It's actually too awkward. It's a bit like the beginning of a, 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 a show. I remember like when, in doing like this awful outdoor touring production and we'd never met before and we had to sit in a circle and we we had to like 
to show our vulnerability, we had to tell everybody our most embarrassing moment. And you're like, oh, I, I've God. never met these people before. I don't trust any of you because no. I've never met you. Why would I yeah. reveal something about myself that I wouldn't reveal to my nearest and dearest? Yeah, yeah it's all a bit... Yeah, but that's I, exactly what it smacks of, of, of but, a team building But what thing. they could have done is done like a sort of confessions night. You know, and then if you prepare your... You know, if it's sort of a bit, if it, I don't know, like if you base it around that, that might be quite fun. Like when if you play you, two truths and a lie and that sort of thing. Yeah, that yeah. would have been great. Yeah. They could have basically done, would I lie to you? Yeah. Couldn't they? Something yeah. like that. Like make it a game yeah. and make it fun. Because otherwise, talking, also talking to your neighbour for 30 seconds, you know, like a speed dating time. But it's just so odd though, because... That is what you do at a social but, thing. But, you talk end, to somebody, if you get on yeah. well, if the conversation goes well, you keep talking. If it doesn't, you move on to the next person. You know, you, it, yeah. The interesting weird. thing about speed dating is you're meeting people you've never met before. Yes. But it's not interesting if you meet them every day in the, at work or in the shop. Mm. But it Very just odd. shows kind of how siloed people in Ambridge are from each other because of class or because of... You know, if you're friends with this person, you can't then be friends with that person. You can't ever get to know them. Like if you are friends with Helen, if you're team Helen, team Bridge Farm, yeah. you have to dislike Susan. It's the law or think she or patronise her or think she's, you know. I mean, basically go to a pub, have a, have some, you know, drinks enough to get you feeling merry. Then you can talk to anyone anyway. Yeah. You just so, won't remember what you've said. And then you will tell them you're a most embarrassing moment, but you exactly. just won't remember that that's what you did until they remind you the next time they see you. Hey, everybody, who'd like to know my most embarrassing secret with Kenton? Uh, no, thanks, Jolene. Too much information. Thanks. We've well, seen the video. I've got we know. I could see um, what me and David get, got up to when I had my neck break. No, thanks, Ruth. No, thank you. Uh, uh, what about me and Philip? Uh, what we got up to with our modern slaves? Uh, 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 arrest her. Uh, Not um, good. So Phoebe's going. Do we think? Uh, I hope she goes to Scotland. I, I, I thought. Ro- I thought um, uh, the two parent awards this week went to Jenny. Yes. For telling Alice that. Uh, every parent yeah. has to get up at yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. most mornings when you have a newborn. And you think, I have just done all of my activities and it's now 10 to 8. <laughs> all of the things. I have done modelling clay. I've done finger painting. We've made biscuits. It's only 10 to 8. <laughs> right, sit in front of CBeebies. I was really sorry about this. And then she went, uh, she, mum, she's been up since 5am. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody get this woman a baby manual. <laughs> like, you're lucky, Alice, if your daughter has slept till 5am. 5 p- 5 Stop moaning. But So I was, thank God for Jenny, who just basically went, that's what it's like. Yeah. Parent. Yeah. It's weird that you haven't encountered this before. Yeah, and you're no more of a failure than the rest of us because we're all failures because that's what parenting is about. <laughs> so and so Jenny did well and Roy did well talking to Phoebe because I was a bit worried that he might go when she went to Scotland. I was a bit worried that he was going to go. Oh, well, that changes everything. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to go there then. Yeah. But actually, he was. Roy is a really sweet dad. He isn't is. He? He's so he is. he's so proud of Phoebe, and so yeah. even though she was like, um, "I'm going to be like director of new business for Mark Zuckerberg," and obviously we would have all been like, 
I don't think so, love. You've literally just left university, haven't really had a proper job. Presume you freelancing? are freelancing. Freelancing. You're yeah. freelancing. Mm. You're not being a director. Well, I suppose she could be a director because there is. It's not a proper business. There's yet. only three of them. <laughs> but I mean, when she was like, "I'm going to be director of new business," I was like, "Uh, re- really? What are your <laughs> qualifications? You went to university." The phrase microalgae, she completely got out of being able to having to explain what that was by saying to Roy, how much do you know about it? And then yeah. he did his strange uh, Dalek impression. Uh, and then she just went, uh, oh, well, all well, right, then I won't bother explaining it to you because you wouldn't get it. So the script was like, phew, fuck for that. We don't have to look up what it is. Don't worry, Dad. Luckily, I studied it in one of my options at Oxford because <laughs> I went to Oxford. That's why I'm going to be a director. <laughs> Uh, but, but Roy was so kind and yeah. and and generous because yeah. obviously you should always say get out of here and go and spread yeah. your wings. Yeah. yeah, it's in Scottyland. Yes. Oh, where's that? <laughs> um, but I've sort of got I've got a lovely image of Phoebe on some Scottish Isle, you know, just sort of like full of flora and fauna, having yeah. a really lovely time with two fit boys. With her laptop. Uh, oh, yes. with her laptop. But they just, Phoebe and those boys, she's going to have a brilliant time. She is. And the um, flora and fauna. <laughs> um, did we believe uh, Alice, who is now apparently the most well-balanced, calm and um, uh, mature person in the world? Hard to know, isn't it? Because mm. I hope she never has another drink. But if she doesn't, is it believable? I mean, I don't know. How I couldn't have got through any of my children's illnesses without no. alcohol. <laughs> no. And when your child is when your child is ill, it is doubly yeah. stressful. Yeah. But... but even just the I was getting agitated just listening to the yelling, and it's not even my child. Yeah, and it's oh my sound god, effect. they really went for it. Yeah, with the yelling. I know. I know. My kids were like, "Mom, what's the noise?" And uh, <laughs> if they could hear that above their own noise, yeah. it was pretty noisy. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of yelling, which does do your head in, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but obviously Alice is brave, Alice now. I don't know. I did... I, I, because I don't ever want her to have a drink. I want that story to just go away now. Mm. And, and yes. Her, yeah. but, and hopefully it will. But then I guess if it does, it, if there's no jeopardy in... Then that can't... I don't know. Because like I, well, I have no experience in it. I don't know. You can't ever be completely recovered, can you? No. You're always... An- you, you you describe yourself as recovering, mm. never recovered. But I hope I hope that this is the beginning of her yes. finally um, getting to know her daughter. Something I was confused about was Amy said, "What with all oh, the work you're Chris, doing, can I have a look at those spots on your belly? Oh, are they can further you take down? Your down? <laughs> How Suddenly. far exactly do they go, Chris? Oh, that's quite far, isn't it?" Suddenly, Dr. Amy yes. literally was like, just want oh, to pop your, think you'll... Just pop your pants off and have a little lie down. <laughs> oh, look at that. I've got my stethoscope. So, oh, it's a bit cold. So, I'll take my pants off as well, Chris. <laughs> then we can be not wearing pants together. Why does our podcast always feature me talking about something that's hard and, uh, and you making... <laughs> Why do we always end up having sex scenes? Because <laughs> we Because then are... the archers implies it. Yes. It's, it's not their us, fault. It's them. No, it's them. we've been triggered. Triggered. <laughs> Let's cancel them. Triggered. Um, but something I didn't understand was Amy, in between talking about Chris's spots, was oh, yeah. said, what with all the work you're doing at the stables? 
And I thought... What, to, to Chris she said that? No, to Alice. Did she? And I thought, what's that now? Yes, she did. She basically said, have you got time to look after your daughter? Yes. With all your work or something Yes, like and that. I thought, well, the last we heard, she hadn't got the job with... with um... Oh, are you sure? Are you doubly sure about that? Yes, because I was really she baffled. She said something along the lines of with all your work, didn't mm-hmm. she? Oh, Lucy, I didn't clock But that. I'm sure she said at the stables. Oh, interesting. And I thought, well, that's never... Because I always hoped that she'd go and work at the stables. But but it hadn't happened. And then all of a sudden, it, it appears that she is. Or is she just... Oh, I'm going to have to listen again Volunteering to that. or something? Or I don't know. Well, it definitely hasn't been mentioned. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. Also, of course you've got time because Chris has time to do his job and look after his kid yeah so and if and you're not and she's not employed by anyone is she so no buck yourself up young alice yes um yeah i mean there is Chris, a... shall i take you home and have a proper look at them spots <laughs> just lie down here while i mop your brow i will get some calamine lotion shingles is really bloody nasty though so, funnily enough someone i've <laughs> When I went to work this week, someone we were talking about a colleague, and they said, "Oh yeah, did you hear she's got shingles?" And I went, "No, Chris has got shingles." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they didn't know what I was talking about. No. And then I said, "Well, apparently it comes. It's because of stress." And they were like, "Wow, okay, I'll we'll tell her." And I was like, "Yeah, the archers said." Um, yeah, so so just two people I know that got shingles this week, Lucy. Weird. There used to be this um, old wives' tale that because the spots tend to start on your on your trunk uh and uh they if they they if they sort of go in a circle around your body and if the circle a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. joins up, then you die. Ooh, That's what people used to say, which is not creepy. true. It just means if creepy. you did die, it was because you had an incredibly nasty case of If you did die, it's shingles. because it was 1743. Yes, not because the bloody shingles had... <laughs> made a pattern that doesn't work like that. Even I know that. But isn't it quite... I, mean, I thought if you had had chicken spocks, because Chris said he'd had them, I thought you could Chicken spocks? Is that like Dr. Chick- spocks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, Dr. Spocks. That was, somebody said that this week, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, Kenton said it. Yeah. All right, Dr. Spock to Ian. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I thought if you had... Ch- had had... I think I don't... I think chicken spocks. Uh, you couldn't have shingles. There, no, there's all kinds of... Um, they keep changing the... Um, changing the rules. Yeah. 
changing because it because it's yeah. these viruses sort of as we all know about viruses what mutate in that at the well, moment we're all experts now Lucy. Are... <laughs> <laughs> oh should we um uh, somebody criticized now who was it oh God, somebody criticized us what yeah. no me largely oh, about my total inability to have to, any medical knowledge. To have any whatsoever. medical knowledge. What was it? Well, that goes for both of us. Um, oh, that's yeah, right. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be calling our resident doctor? Well, about we've got our episode. resident vet who's having a pop at me now. Oh, God. Jennifer that, Corley. Because of that blimmin'. Oh, it was funny, though, when Justin was like, oh, God, David going yeah. on about that bloody cow. <laughs> Could have done without that. <laughs> um, now, anatomy. We've got a whole episode of it, Justin. Anatomy and physiology, she says, have come up quite a bit on your podcast lately, and I'm a bit shocked and concerned. Miss Freeman, you are a highly intelligent, well-read woman. Ha! Huh. How do you not know about brain fluid, pleura and femurs? I worry for you. You have all of these items. They are fascinating and important and useful to understand. Can we collaborate on a book at some point called Your Body, The Bits and Bobs You Might Need to Know About? Harriet Can Do the Songs. There we go. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, <laughs> The leg bones connect to the brain fluid. Um, your spots all go round in a circle. And then you die. Um, Jennifer Corley also says, Apologies for failing to explain Cowgate to you last week. I am slacking as your veterinary correspondent. I felt a bit bad commenting on it as I haven't done cows in about 10 years and possibly a general anaesthetic that is safe to give a not starved, not intubated, heavily pregnant cow in the field is now available that doesn't harm the calf, nor exclude the animal from the food chain if it all goes tits up. Not taking any imaging, not confirming the diagnosis before hauling on a potentially broken leg, not warning about likelihood it would just pop back out again. Alistair is pants. Q-E-D. Well, Adam would like to see Alistair in his pants. He would. Uh, what I actually have a bee in my bonnet this week is the Harrison storyline. I am a Christian. I was baptised as an adult. It was and is oh. important to me. I was very pleased Harrison was doing a bit of soul searching. Playing Jesus should make you think. The villagers, villagers generally, the villagers generally mocking attitude is unpleasant, especially Fallon. This week with Kenton played in with, weighed in with, I've played Mother Goose, but blah, blah, blah. That was too far. That crossed the line to being offensive. It was from a character who was an idiot, but there's been no balance. Not one of them has said, well done, Harrison, good for you, or anything remotely positive. I agree with Lucy that if he'd come out as Buddhist, Taoist, Hindu or Hare Krishna, they would have been at least polite and possibly enthusiastic. Ambridge and its distance should be a broad church and respectful of all beliefs. Making Shula be a vicar was enough punishment to the poor Christians among us. <laughs> now let Harrison join up and be happy if he wants to without slagging him off or his religion, please. Um, she puts, P.S. As a veterinary consultant, please don't let any of them go. Harry Krishna, it's bad for the cows. They rescue them, dress them up, parade them, which is all very nice. But then they give them far too much fruit on the festival days and they get horrible indigestion. Oh, no. I had to look after some at the centre in Watford. Messy, oh she says. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Don't tell us that we don't keep you informed, ladies and gentlemen, on all manner of nonsense, including cow, Harry Krishna cow shitting everywhere. <laughs> Who knew? No, but, that, but that is interesting, is it? Because I actually thought Kenton was a bit um, mean yeah. this week during the, uh, well, yeah. I played a game. And, and it's like, Harrison is your um, son-in-law, practically. Mm. Wouldn't you... Wouldn't you be a little less dismissive yes. of his soul searching? You well, know, like 
you know, yeah. everybody's wanging on about Alice saying you've got to think about it. You've got to be analytical. You've got to look at yourself. You've got to think about what matters to you. You've got to blah, blah, blah. And then when someone's trying to do that just out of but interest that, and, not, yeah. and, and, and not self-preservation, they're like, ugh, you've it, got religion, ugh, you know. Exactly, rather than going finding out why Harrison, you know, t- yeah. talking to him about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like he's got spiritual chicken pox now. They're all kind of like, ugh, but, that, but But as we were saying, it is something that, you know, you, is, you might sort of, you'd shy away from. Mm. If you're not a religious person, then, yeah. and you don't understand it, it's quite difficult to... Um, get your head around it isn't but it but you know what it's well i don't know i don't know if this means if you go to a dinner party or something and someone says oh actually is, is, been... it, is it a dinner party that they've given you an exit time for yeah they a have told dinner. me i am yeah. to expect food food, food will be and served and leave at 10 yeah. 30 p.m please yeah, yeah. okay yeah. first rack of a teacup off i go yep. coffee cup um you've been to dinner party or something and someone says, "Oh, actually, I've been, I've been, I've been looking into uh, Taoism, and I find it really interesting." And everyone goes, "Oh, wow, that's really, really amazing!" So, what led yeah. you to do that? Da 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 da. And as soon as somebody says Christian, people are like, "Whoop, kumbaya, here we go, right yeah. enough." I think it's because Brits are a bit afraid of. Um, there's something about our culture or part of our culture, isn't it? That's a bit. Afraid. Well, why aren't we afraid of Taoism then? I suppose because it feels a bit more um, adventurous, maybe. Ooh. Mind you, if someone said I'm into Taoism, I'd assume they're talking about ITVB, <laughs> uh, because I just think of Taoi. I don't. I don't know what. Oh, is. right. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't okay. I'd be like, really, like yeah. Taoi, Essex, all that. I didn't. I didn't know what ITVB. <laughs> yes, I think. To that, be honest, I don't even know if ITVB still even exists. I think we just highlighted the different approaches we both have <laughs> to the media. Anyway, what is an ITVB? And you're going. What is that? ITVB. Is that, there's ITVA and ITVB, right? <laughs> It is a bit confusing. Is it the home BBC? service? I have that, I think. <laughs> oh, God, I only listen to BBC. Yeah, only for the nature programmes. Um, <laughs> Katie Powell-Anderson is also Vetty type, and she says, I'm oh. sorry to have to inform you that a cow is like Can I just digress and say, the fact that vets listen to the archers, I find very reassuring. Yeah. Anyway. I am sorry to have to inform you that a cow cesarean does not take place elsewhere. Elsewhere, It also entails fanning about in a barn. I am a vet, albeit just small animals now, but I have previously fanned about in several barns while cows had calves out. They don't even get to lie down. Just thought you'd like to know. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> poor cows not lying oh, down. Poor, they, they definitely don't get a cup of tea after delivery. No. Oh. And no one comes along and says, how are we doing, mum? You think, I'm not your mum. Time to stitch you up. Oh. <laughs> No. She said, I remember her coming in to see me because I had two cesareans. She came in to see me and she said, how's the pain? Do you need more morphine? And I said, yes, I do. Yes, thank you. Please, more, more of that. Where's the little pumpy thing? I like the pumpy thing. Give me more. And she said, service, please. then she looked at me at the top of her. She had sort of small glasses on. She looked at me at the top and she said, do you really need more morphine? And I said, no, I don't. No, thank you. Actually, it's fine. I've just had a baby. Please give me one day of complete... Of a, I am know, making it up. A brilliant time. I just really like the morphine. <laughs> so, um, right. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Right, this is from Helen Sherwood. Helen says, today our work virtual team check-in started to dwell on the demise of the licence fee. 
-hmm. and someone dared to suggest that losing the archers would not be a bad thing. <gasps> Obviously, I defended our beloved make-believe world of escapism and then extolled the wonders of Ambridge on the couch and the respite from normality you bring to your loyal listeners. Well, me, Lindsay and Rich, who will all be at a London or Brighton live Ambridge on the couch. Anywho, Yay! my boss inferred that they may just listen in. So I figured I'd test that out with a name drop. <gasps> hello, Helen's boss, or possibly ex-boss because she's now going to a new job. Um, and she says, P.S. Thanks to Febreze, I can now longer, no, no, I can no longer take my hairdresser seriously. <laughs> a lot of people Febreze? have said that. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Maybe. Oh, do you know what? Actually, I went to a really good Pilates class last week with a gorgeous Pilates instructor who sounded just like Febreze. Not really? Although he was an Italian version of Febreze. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure where Febreze is from. But, but, he's from Eurovision. Danny he's the, he's the People's a... Republic of Eurovision. That's where. But um, Danny had such a beautiful face and he was very well groomed. And oh. his flamboyance had Febreze written all over it. It was brilliant. <laughs> He was very good. He was very hands-on in the lesson, which Ooh, I quite like. Hello. Um, but sh yeah, should we be saying like a sort of official hello to the boss? Has okay. the boss got a name? No, just the officially boss. hello to Helen Sherwood's boss. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah. If you have just dropped in for a little. Yeah. A little. A little. A little. Usually it's, it's far more professional than mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Just, I haven't had a drink this afternoon. <laughs> Yet. I'm a little nervous talking to Helen's boss. <laughs> we don't know what Helen does. It's like there's pressure. If you think there's someone new listening, suddenly there's pressure to make it good. But it's the same old nutters. It's fine. Um, Viv Moriarty, talking of the same old nutters, hello Viv, <laughs> says, Ruth will expire, but oh, this is called This Will Happen. It's another one of Viv's uh, surrealist uh, predictions. Ruth will expire by the argo with distemper of the brain, possibly caused by an airbag malfunction or a strategically lobbed flapjack. Despite the best efforts of Alistair using a ratchet, a rope and a sonic screwdriver, Ruth is pronounced dead. Harassment is called to respect the scene. He has to park his panda car somewhere away from Brookfield due to rising waters. And low harassment, harassment doth not need his wellies as he hovers above the waters like any hovery thing. He kneeleth beside Ruth and waves his baton as if it be a wizardry wand. And verily Ruth doth riseth from the dead. <laughs> Lazarus shall be the name of the newly born calf, the one whose mother is the cow with the dodgy hip, saith Leonard. All go round to Iris to check out her bonsai. Keep up the podcasting genius and more, please, of Febreze singing Lizzo. Um, yes. Uh, we've just been talking about people taking the piss out of Christianity and then we've just read that. But anyway, there we go. Um, not, nothing awkward ever happens on this show. No, no, no. Um, Owen no, Kiffin. That's not, that wasn't taking the piss. That was just no. proclaiming yes. a, predi a, um, a sort of surreal prediction. Yes. Uh, loved today's pod. This is Owen Kiffin. Lucy's comment about have you ever been to Penny Hassett and your subsequent discussion of accents reminded me of my oldest friend Jonathan's Penny best Hassett story. Penny Hassett is of... in my heart. Is in... Sorry, just kind of popped of, into my head. Of my oldest friend Jonathan's best story growing up in Norfolk. It might also make a good workout for Harriet's Norfolk accent. Jonathan Ooh. lived in Castle Acre, which was adjoined by Middle Acre, about a mile down the road, and Lower Acre, two miles Ooh. away. Apparently there was an old boy who drank in the ostrich, the local pub, the ostrich, who was asked one night if he'd ever been to Bungay, which was 48 miles away. His reply was, no, sir, went to Midlaker once, didn't like it, shouldn't go again. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work and thanks as always. 
I've just Googled Middle Acre Norfolk mm-hmm. because I went to Norfolk last weekend, had a brilliant time. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't exist. It's Castle Acre, Middle Acre, Lower oh. Acre. Castle Acre, Castle Acre. That they might have that. They might have that in Norfolk. Oh yeah. Like, I'm just gonna, I just want to see if it's near where we stayed because we had such a such a brilliant weekend. It is. It's quite near where we ah. were. We stayed uh, near quite near Holt. Oh, Holt's very nice. It's very posh. And Holt, Cromer. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we were like sort of. Um, Holt is like Hampstead by time. Mm. We we didn't actually go into Holt. I don't think we were that near it actually. Okay. Blickling, we were near there. Oh, Blickling Hall. Yeah, we didn't even go there actually. But <laughs> when you say <laughs> you had a brilliant there. time, were you just watching telly inside <laughs> with the curtains drawn? We went to the beach all ah. the time because it was full of seals. Oh, the yes. The beach was just littered yeah. with seals. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was. Uh, we it was like uh, we cried because it. It was, we couldn't believe how how exciting it was. Yeah. And it was very windy, I think. Oh, we weren't really crying. It was just the sand was in our eyes. But, but it was um, it was so fun. And yeah. the beaches are so beautiful, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And yeah, loved, loved Norfolk. Yep. But I didn't hear anyone with the Norfolk accent. Oh, because everybody came from Hampstead, that's why. Basically. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, Maraid McRae says... I listen to your podcast every Sunday night as something to chase away the Sunday scaries before work the next day. Oh, I have those. Having a long bath as I listen to your podcast has become a ritual and one of my favourite parts of the week. As soon as my American husband hears the water running, he asks if I'm going to listen to my podcast about a podcast about people who live on farms. (laughs) He is very supportive of my Archer's obsession, but I don't think he really gets it. Unfortunately, he only ever seems to overhear the most bizarre bits of the episodes, including the already notorious Jolene and Kenton leg scene. I am a Glaswegian living in Washington, D.C., and Lucy and Harriet remind me so much of me and my best pal who still lives in the U.K. Through your show, I get a glimpse of how things might have been if I'd succeeded in getting her into the archers. Sadly, she's far too sane, so I'll just have to live vicariously through you two instead. Whenever I listen, I feel more connected to her and to home. So thank you for making something really is quite special to me. Marie, that's lovely! So so touching and i really like your husband going a podcast about yeah. a podcast about people who live on farms <laughs> tell him he not read, to start pulling on that thread fans, otherwise yeah. he just ruin it for you and us and everyone <laughs> has the bathwater gone cold by the time we do these really long ones <laughs> ah. yeah, sometimes you know when you're having a bath and you want to listen to something not scary yeah or, or not you know like it's quite hard to find mm. um good content for baths yes i think if anyone's got any recommendations because everything's either a bit like i don't want to listen to the news it's too depressing mm. uh true crime is too scary. well you know sunday evening television is warm bath telly isn't it and yes, warm bath telly exactly. is like all creatures great and small or yeah, um, i want that for the radio yeah but 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 i've already listened to all the miss marples and all the poirots and yeah. when you haven't got one of those i tell you what there is a lovely oh, um yeah. Uh, dramatization with with uh, Miriam Marg- uh, Margulies of um, Northanger Abbey. Oh, not the minute. <gasps> oh, on Radio Four Extra. Yeah. Oh, it's on sounds. It's absolutely brilliant. It's I'll really lovely. Listen. Okay. That thanks. is totally Good tip. Totally. And and, and Northanger Abbey is so silly. Oh. There's nothing remotely disturbing in it. Yeah. You don't no, even no, no, care no, no, if she marries it. him or not because they're so young. The chances are that she'll meet someone equally nice anyway. So I it's will. Fun. Yeah, that is good bath fodder. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Um, William Nolan 
Uh, just also, to it has to be, just, it just it has to be something where you know the story because you know if you then run put more hot water in yes and you, you miss, can skip a bit yeah. yeah 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 exactly anyway sorry uh, just wanted to write in about the discussion on this week's podcast about the broken hipped cow scenes Harriet wondered why it wasn't made more dramatic and suggested that maybe Pip or Josh could have got really emotional about it for me the routine nature of it was rather comforting. <laughs> I grew up on a farm with around 30 dairy cattle. From a young age, it's sort of drilled into you that animals will get hurt. They will die. It's just sort of a fact of life on a working farm. Don't get me wrong, on a small farm, you really get to know each animal and you will be really sad later if one does get hurt or dies. But in the moment, it's a business situation that needs to be dealt with. Pip is in her 30s. So for her to suddenly get really emotional about an injured cow wouldn't have played right to me. Honestly, I love when The Archers captures just how mundane things like this can be. It's like a fuzzy comfort blanket that reminds me of home now that I'm exiled to city life. Love the podcast. It's just as well I have to wear a mask on the bus to work when I'm listening because the gormless grin on my face would probably cause alarm. Many thanks, William in Ireland. Thank you, William. uh, when when I thought about it, I already saw the error of my ways, expecting <laughs> that it might break break down because the cow. <laughs> I realised that was a bit stupid of me. I just wanted that. No, it's because of the anticlimax of the drama that ne- wasn't a drama that week. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there should have been a, there should have been drama in Ruth's accident, and yeah. there wasn't. It all fizzled out. Yeah, but I don't. Usually, I completely agree. I like the mund i like the normalness of it too yes. although i do like things like call the midwife and all creatures great and small and um, i do quite like a bit of um animal jeopardy as long as there's a happy ending okay um do you know you've only got 10 minutes before you need to I take know. i know sorry okay. sorry sorry um don't apologize uh you know you were saying last week about um that you wanted to know where people were listening from america yeah vicky cole said norfolk yeah <laughs> Until quite recently, I was listening in Asia, Sri Lanka to be exact. Now I'm listening in Vienna. We also used to live on the Isle of Wight, which has a lot to answer for in the Archers, I think. You said the Isle of Wight. Yep. Uh, So thank you, Vicky. Lovely to hear from you. So we can put Sri Lanka and Vienna on on the Isle of Wight on our map. Fantastic. Uh, And um, I am speeding up. Uh, Karen Gray says... Uh, she is. She says, as the only listener in England, because you said last week that there was. Except that we know Owen's in Norfolk. <laughs> Owen's, isn't yeah. uh, as the only listener in England, I'm sorry the not to be heard before. Listener. I only discovered you a few weeks ago, but she's. I realise oh, that's great. no excuse. Um, I'm still massively irritated by the lack of a Friday evening Archers episode. The number of times yeah. I settle down in bed and discover it's Friday and there's nothing. So that's annoying because it makes me all cross, which is not what you want on a Friday evening. Um, said it's the end of the week I've been out to my wind band practice where I play oboe or trombone and come home all dolly and friendly and ready for a lovely weekend and then it's all spoilt Um, she says "Uh, have you thought about moving your release to Fridays you could record at 7.30 on Thursday evening and all the omnibus listeners would just have to wait to avoid spoilers and they used to be impatient so that won't be a problem or it's a huge problem Karen, Karen, sorry, it's Karen. She's spelt like. Um, who is it, Lucy? Who is it? Sorry, Karen. Who? Karen G. Um, Karen no, Gray. I, just, I was actually known only because I was interested to see because because um, she's only started listening a few weeks ago. Mm. I wondered if it was that lady on Twitter who basically. Uh, I'm just talking amongst myself now. Is it? Is she on Twitter? I don't know. Sorry, what's how's her name spelled? Karen. C. K. K. 
K A R E N E N, but she it's pronounced Karen. Um, no, there was a lady. Uh, this isn't for the podcast, really. There's just there was a lady on Twitter. I wondered if it was her. Uh, her. No, I just it's just it'd be great to know actually if anybody has started uh, listening recently, how they came to start listening to us. Yes, because um, we don't really know, do we, how to collect no. people? No. That's not really what we're good at, but um, but we'd love more people to listen. So if you if you've started listening because a friend has recommended you, uh, we could do like ten percent off um, your next uh, delivery or something like that. <laughs> you get a free iceberg lettuce with your next delivery. Yeah. yeah. Something you like get that. a free kiss yeah. for recommending us. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you get said, my two get third podcast free. <laughs> she said, uh, my husband loves your podcast too. I should say that he often has to listen to the daily episode several times because I start listening when I get into bed and fall asleep midway through. So the following <laughs> night I have to find out where I drifted off and he's saying, we've heard this bit and I have to break it to him that, we have, that I haven't. On a bad week, he hears the same 30 minutes four times. But now we've got you. So he's laughing, which means I don't fall asleep, which I presume means you now have two listeners in England. Hooray! Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that is yes. good news. Yes, that is good news. And, <laughs> and last thank you for listening. One, yes, is uh, Claire in New Zealand, who said, oh, we great. asked whether we had anyone listening in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, she said, both my mother and I listen to The Archers, which is almost half the country. Um, <laughs> uh, she said, I Brilliant. even sit through the Tom Peach bits despite us having to be mortal enemies as we live across the ditch from each other. And I'm pleased to say that the ta- tsunami was much bigger on our side of the Tasman. Mm. <laughs> Eleven years ago, I walked down the aisle to the Pride and Prejudice theme tune oh. that you included in a recent episode. So oh, it was lovely, lovely to hear it and be reminded that we couldn't be bothered doing anything for our last anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what a great tune to walk down the aisle to. And she said... Classy. Well, you'd have to sort of trot down, wouldn't you? Like Miranda. You could sway. Yeah. You could slow it down. Then get a bit faster and faster. She said, P.S. Can Harriet do a New Zealand accent? I feel like it would be tricky, although fush and chops on the dick is a good way to get into the rhythm of it. I can imagine she would call Pip Pup. All right, Pup? Uh, that's it. Uh, basically, <laughs> I could only do an Australian accent. Well, I mean, I probably can't. But um, yes, I, a pup and um, um, I'm trying to think of somebody called Eh. Uh, eh. Who's a character called Eh and would be called I instead. Uh, like Ken would be Kin. Jenny? Ginny. Ginny. Ginny and Pup. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ricks. Ricks and Pup. Ricks um, and Pup. <laughs> Yeah, okay, correct. now we're going back sex to the Rex. Script. Sex with Rex. No. Six with Rex. Now you want to have six pup? You want six with Rex? <laughs> we're going back to the script now because you need to take children to sleepovers. Ah, uh, yes. Quick. Uh, and now, yes. let's tune in to BBC and Radio Borsetshire. All right. Hold on. I'm, I'm doing it. You're red. It. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm red. I'm red. <clears throat> read. Yeah. And now let's tune in to BBC Radio Borsetshire and have a listen to Fabrice's Drive Time Show. Radio Bossetcha. Sorry, he's got a much better one than that. Radio Bossetcha.
So anyway, I said to him, it should be a trim, Declan, not all off. So now you look like a waitress turkey neck in the chiller. Oh! oh, oh, no, Graham, I must go. The red light is on and I am alive. Hello, listeners. This is Fabrizio Fabrisham's drive time, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because I have. This week, I am telling you what is on in Borsetshire and Felpisham so you can decide how to spend your leisure time if you do not want to do just Netflix and chili. Speaking for Febris of Felpisham, I like to watch Come and Dance Strictly. Declan and Graham from the antique shop and me, we sit on the sofa and watch it. When Declan is there, we have to do it very serious because once he was a makeup artist on Come and Dance Strictly. His responsibility was to mop up Craig Revel's Horwood and then put it in a bucket and then that was what they used to make the floor shiny when they do the Blackpool ones. I like having the inside scoopings. Anyway, normally Declan has made us paddles and we have to mark properly. But tonight Declan is out at his male consciousness workshop so me and Graham we will eat fish and chippies and not tell Declan and shout go away you crazy bonker when Tess Daly speaks. <laughs> anyway I am digesting. Let us look at what is on this week in Borchester and Felpersham. Okay tonight there is a beetle drive in Penny Asset. I do not know what is a beetle drive. Do you drive those little cars about? Oh, it is in the village hall. That sounds like a trap of death to Febreze. Hmm, what else? Oh, if you are a culture catcher, there is a show. Evangeline Lowminster is putting on The Crucible, so that will be very funny. And at Lower Loxley, there is a candlelit evening with a tasty menu in the orangery. It is nine courses, which sound like a lot, but really when you have the tasty menu, it is only a little tiny cube of jelly with one raisin in it, or a surprised prawn all on itself. So don't worry, you will not feel too fat afterwards. Oh, and there is a car boot sale in a field. Important fact from Febreze, a car boot sale is not like dogging. They both happen in car parks, but they are not the same. I do not want anyone to make the same mistake as me. That was very awkward and I had to buy many top of some pops books to stop the man looking so crossly. And finally, there is a crafty market. That is where very unsmiling ladies sell you soap with bits of twigs in it and it costs the same as diptyque, but you do not get the free gifts like you get at Spacey NK. Oh, but I have found the thing I want to see. It is Morris dancing. I do not know who is Morris or how he danced, but if it is solo, it is clear he has self-confidence and style, and I like that. So, however you are spending your weekend, I hope it is fabulous, fun, and full of fashion. See you next week when we have Mrs. Jolene Archer here, who is a celebrity. She will be telling us how to rekindle the sexy in your relationship for Valentine's Day. So put your braces on. Radio Borsetshire.
And now we cross to the land of the upside down people to hear Tom Peach's update on what's been happening in Oz. G'day girls and Mr Newbane. Tom Peach here for a monthly view on the Arches Down Under. Firstly, I would like to pay my respects and acknowledge the traditional custodians of Darawal country, the land on which I am recording. I would also like to pay my respect to elders past, present and those emerging. And I would like to extend my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening. So here in Australia, we've been slowly getting back to work following the long crimbo break. The kids went back to school today. Now Jessica, the youngest peach, already has a career as a brilliant barista. I know, a blonde, beach-going Aussie barista. Who'd have thought it? I've written to Fallon asking if Jess can get a job in the tea room when she's in the UK. She's vaccinated, motivated, and unlike you poms, clean. She also knows a flat white from a hole in the turkey shed. And she'd win the single wicked competition. She can make the ball move like Jagger. And she can hit harder than a big red with a hangover. Australia slash Invasion Day was great. We went to AJ's boyfriend's family's house for a swim and a barbecue. I find butchering an animal is a good way of ensuring the boyfriend stays in control. After all, I have a chainsaw, a lot of land, and a bit of a temper. I'm not saying Wolf Creek is a doco. Although, of course, <laughs> it sort of was. No, I'm joking, of course. I have several chainsaws. Now, I think the Archers has had a great month. Unlike the Archers family themselves, of course. When I heard David and Ruth crash into the deer, I couldn't help think of my own recent car incident. Where we live, huntsman spiders, often three to four inches in diameter, are common. And they love coming into the car where it's warm. They also love shade. So in the warm car, when the sun comes up, they slip in under the sun visor. I was driving to work with AJ when she put down her visor and the largest spider I've ever seen dropped into her lap. She started screaming. The spider started screaming. I pulled over slowly and let the poor thing out. Huntsman spiders are just big softies. The males even purr when a female is near to serenade her. Whereas deer are a feral pest here, like rabbits, foxes, pigs, and the French. Other than the dodgy Dave drunk drives into deer debacle, the main three story has been the continuing adventures of Dry Alice. We've had Alice turning down a snog from Chris when he tried to kiss her in Lower Loxley. Personally, I think she'd always try and kiss a girl in Upper Loxley first. <laughs> but then I'm a romantic soul. Then the divorce process for unreasonable behaviour started. Of course, if his choice between being flat out like a lizard drinking, or having Susan Carter as a granny, then as a judge I'll be giving custody of Martha to Alice. Then she was sacked before she had a job. The first time Stella has turned down a drunk. And we've had her in the stables, on the swings, wasting good vodka, bowling, and deciding she's going to be a rocket scientist. She's a more complex social and internal fantasy life than most drunks I know. Good on you, Alice. More power to your dry elbow. And here's hoping Barrow Farm can become the Ambridge Rockets powder space dock. I reckon Phoebe's going to be next to leave the arches. I'm expecting her to turn up fruit picking here in Oz sooner rather than later. I'm told she studied PPE at Oxford, which will be great. Plums, pears and eggplants are in short supply. Harrison's religious conversion's been irritating. I think having religion is like having a donger. It's okay to have one. It's okay not to have one. It's even okay to not be sure if you have one or not, and to change your mind. But don't go whipping it out, mate, waving it around like a hill's hoisting a hurricane. Come on, you're not here to put socks on centipedes. If it's important, why don't you start by actually, I don't know, doing something like maybe going to bloody church on a Sunday? Just a thought, officer, just a thought. February is going to be hot. The bushfire warnings are starting to go up. We've got several degrees of danger. Moderate, high, very high. Severe, extreme, and catabloody-strophic. It accelerates faster than Jill when another woman gives Leonard wood. I'm only wearing my thongs and budgie smugglers most of the time because of the heat. 
Unless it's a Zoom call for work, then I'll put on my best singlet. The Mrs Peach sends her love to you all, particularly Mr Newby. She's back in the classroom teaching the little and not so little ankle biters. Today she'll be experimenting with how many kids can you keep masked up in a 45 minute lesson without resorting to glue. <laughs> and that's about it from us. We'll let you know how Valentine's Day went. Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, nah. Like an English test match bowler, it might look good at first, but it's not very useful and always bloody expensive. I predict Tracy and Jazz will get engaged in the ball in an attempt to win a meat raffle. Not a euphemism. Hooroo! Speak soon, mates. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Febreze. This week, we need to thank the following Patreons oh for their God, support. Oh my God, I haven't got my song yet, Lucy. Quick! Oh, Quack! Quack! Um, so, you asked me to do it in a, as for, in a tune. Yeah. You gave me the recommendation, yeah. but I couldn't remember the tune. Okay. So, I've got a different one. Anyway, go on. Sorry. It's do I just do it now? Anna, okay. Stephen, Kat and Claire. So this week we would love to thank the following Patreons for their support. Anna, Stephen, Kat and Claire. Anna, Stephen, Kat and Claire. Hang on. Anna, Stephen, Kat and Claire. Thank you for your cash. Anna, Stephen, Kat and Claire. May you never come out in a shingles round. Yay! Woo! Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you. Apart from our undying love, patrons also get access to freebies and stuff. If you visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at any subscription level and we will love you. And remember, there's always that box to untick a song. <laughs> 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 um, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at uh, on Facebook. What do you think we are? Ambridge on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Find us there, <laughs> or on Twitter at at on Ambridge. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry. Or you can email us at Ambridge on the couch at gmail dot com. Harriet Carmichael Not- is available <laughs> for voiceovers, which requires her to read. Mm. I can't concentrate because my brain is doing that thing where it's thinking of something else. It's thinking of something else, also looking at a Wordle thing and trying to read a script. And it's thinking of your small child being hysterical because Basically, she thinks she's going yeah. to be late for going, her sleepover. Mummy! <laughs> you said you would be ready, mummy! <laughs> so that's it. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely week. And to Have a lovely week. <laughs> and to play... That was alarming. Different. And to play us out, we have... <laughs> Ma- not Harriet, not Harriet. Thank you oh, so much for listening. Hang on, it's quite hard to get into an F chord mm. when you're on a guitar. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I'll bother. No, don't try. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, We've actually got a musician to play yeah. us out. We have. This is a Matt Rodriguez Payne's tribute to Can't Jessica wait. Fletcher and Murder She Wrote. Woo!
fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.